It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of It Is Not Your Fault, a teen mental health podcast, a podcast that is designed to help you as a parent and caregiver or as a young person who's listening to the podcast. I am your host, Brandon Jones, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. We're going to be talking about it as far as what happens when you get a diagnosis of ADHD as a teenager. And today's topic comes from a listener to the podcast who wrote in and asked a question about ADHD. The listener themselves actually had a what we call a late onset of ADHD and received their diagnosis as an adult. And from that diagnosis, they were curious to know about their child because they said, you know, one of the things that has taken place um, since their diagnosis is that they've noticed that a lot of their own behaviors they've seen in their child. And then they went and got their child uh, evaluated. And lo and behold, this person also ended up having ADHD. So though one of our questions was, is it possible for ADHD to be genetic? And I said, well, we don't know if it's genetic or not, um, but it, I think that there could be a possibility there. I think that um, when we talk about things um, like epigenetics, which is a really big word and something that we don't normally hear, and what epigenetics talks about is this combination of nature versus nurture and how it's always both that molds a child and that uh, helps with the uh, helps with the child's development. And for those who are not familiar with nature versus nurture, it is this idea that the environments that people are raised in impact who they are, but also their genetics. And this is blend of both that develop uh, people's personalities, that help them develop into who they are as an individual. And those things can be passed on from one generation to the next. So that was pretty much my response to the first question. And then the second question was more in line of, well, now that I have my own late, um, you know, diagnosis of ADHD, what about my teen? Um, you know, we, uh, we've lived, I think their child was about 15 years old, you know, the first 15 years of this child's life, not really knowing what was going on, um, kind of under the radar, probably not even expecting that something was going on, but having those moments. And I think all children have moments, but this particular time, having moments with the child, trying to figure out what's happening, what's going on with my child. And now that we know, now we have a diagnosis and somewhat of an aim, what do we do with it? So I wanted to talk about that late, later onset of ADHD when teenagers get diagnosed with ADHD and what can parents, caregivers, and individuals themselves do. But let's talk a little bit more about ADHD because you hear about this a lot. And again, when you hear about it, it's usually referencing young children, children who are in kindergarten, children who are in that elementary school age, children who are just developing in those early single digit age years, right? But ADHD is a neurodevelopment disorder. It is characterized by the differences in the structure and the function of parts of the brain that are involved in attention, thinking ahead, planning, and motivation. Now, if you think about just those four things, attention, thinking ahead, planning, and motivation, you'll see that it's very common for a lot of teams to struggle in those areas. And again, 
the reason why this normally naturally without the ADHD diagnosis, many teams struggles many teens struggle in those areas is because their brains are developing. That's a very simple answer. And people's brains develop kind of on different paces. And sometimes the more emotional parts of your brains develop far faster or ahead of the more logical parts of your brain. So sometimes you'll have these moments of space. You'll have these moments of non-clarity when you're developing as a teenager. You'll be you'll have difficulties concentrating. You'll have difficulties planning things. Sometimes you're not as motivated. Sometimes you 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 can't really think ahead because you're so focused on the right here, right now. And for some people, they're so focused on the past that thinking ahead becomes a challenge. And what teenager in today's society does not like a little bit of tension, right? A little bit of clout, a little bit of status, right? We are in this influencer world that we are in. So everybody wants a little bit of attention, a little bit of clout, a little bit of status. But in all in all, you know, ADHD interacts with the upheavals of adolescence. So many people with ADHD will say that adolescence was most challenging period of their lives. So think about my think about the person who reached out to us uh, for today's episode. You know, having their later onset, they were able to connect a lot of dots to their childhood and uh, have better understandings of some of the things that go that has went on for them. And now that their child has a diagnosis of ADHD, it's like whoa, you know, we're interacting, we're right in the thick of things right now. Right. And we're wondering why are we having so many challenges with our child? Parenting a teen with ADHD poses a distinct challenge. It is a delicate balance uh, to act and to be supportive while also fostering their independence and their accountability. So it's very difficult. Right. So you want to have some independence, but you want to keep them accountable as possible. And you know that that ADHD diagnosis can cause some concerns around that if your child's not paying attention if they're not planning well if they're not thinking ahead they can find themselves in some very sticky situations we want to avoid those sticky situations to the best of our ability so there is a fine line on what to do and how to do um, parenting when you have a young person with ADHD diagnosis so one of the things that you can do is help your teen find activities and topics that they find highly rewarding one of the things about ADHD diagnosis and people who have them is that they will sometimes become fixated on certain things, things that they really, really enjoy. And that's where, you know, that they can lean either on that hyperactivity piece or they can lean on the, um, uh, the attention deficit. So right now we, we find those things that are rewarding, that attention deficit piece comes down, but that hyperactivity piece may go up and you got to help them develop life skills and things like that to gauge the hyperactivity. So your teen may be very um, uh, good at focusing on tasks that they love, but you might need to be on the lookout for those productivity uh, for these things, uh, productivity, high interest areas, because adolescents often won't notice or find them out naturally themselves. So sometimes the parents have to be kind of the lookouts or the watch guards for some of the things that can trip young people up. Another good tip for if you do have a young person who has an ADHD diagnosis is to help your teen spend more time in supportive environments. Support is one of the biggest success factors for people with ADHD diagnosis. And if you're a parent who has your own, you need support too. So trying to figure out who your, you know, your group of people, your circle of support will be, is going to be important. And making sure that you have structure with that as well. And there's clarity for you 
on how those people are there to support you and what you need from those people. This takes a lot of vulnerability, takes some boundaries, but it also takes the art of communication. You have to be able to articulate what's going on with you, what you need, and how you can continue to move forward. Uh, another thing that I want to point out is being strategic and having routines is an extremely important feature for folks with ADHD. The reason for that is simple, right? You want to make sure that you have behavioral management. When you have routines, behavior is not only somewhat predictable, but the probability of things going, you know, haywire kind of reduces. When you have that structure in place, you know, you help somebody develop patterns and things for them to move forward. Um, boost your teen's confidence. So always give encouragement. You know, you're doing well, you're doing right. Keep moving forward, et cetera. These are all positive things that you can do for your teen. Medication management is another thing to consider. Now, some people aren't going to be on medications for ADHD diagnosis. Some people will. It's going to be important that if you talk to a psychiatrist or a doctor and they give you med and they give you a prescription and medication to manage your ADHD diagnosis that you follow those regimens to the best of your ability. When you follow those regimens, those things are there to help you get to where you need to be as far as managing your ADHD. Now, I will say this, I am not a psychiatrist, I'm a psychotherapist. But as a, what I always have recommended my clients who are on medications, you have to be patient with medications. Oftentimes, People, psychiatrists, are trying to find the right uh, regimen, the medication regimen for you. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time. And when I say a little bit of time, it could be six months, it could be four months, it could be a year. We don't know, but it takes time to figure out what's the right combination of medications to assist you. So make sure you ask a question. Do not be afraid to ask questions to your doctor or psychiatrist. Make sure you tell the truth on how the medications are impacting you. And those things always help to figure out what the right um, the right regimen is for you to kind of manage and move through your day with the medication regimen that you are given. Uh, a couple more things that I would point out to you with ADHD, and these are big ones for teens. Um, uh, medication diversion. So sometimes... Teens may want to give away or sell their medications as either a favor to their friends or to gain a little bit of money. Be very, very mindful of what the young people in your life are doing with their medications. We don't want young people, you know, acting like pseudo drug dealers or, you know, they're they're the go to party people because they got the pills to pop. Make sure your young person understands. And if you are a young person, make sure you understand the depths of trouble you can get in by doing that. And how dangerous that is to pass along medications, especially prescribed medications. Be very, very wary of that. We are in a culture where taking pills is a social thing that is fun. It's in music. It's on movies. It's in, you know, it's on social media. It's all over the place. You don't want to do that with psychotropic medications. Um, you don't want to do that with medications that are here to help you through your mental and emotional issues and concerns. So please, please, please do not, do not, do not share or sell medications. And then the last thing that I'll talk about, because this is such a big moment for teenagers, is driving. Driving can really cause a lot of stress and anxiety for people without ADHD. So imagine having attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder and being able to drive. So, you know, there may be some inattentive and impulsive things that can lead to driving difficulties for folks with ADHD diagnosis. Be patient. This doesn't mean that you should not be behind the wheel, but just know 
Sometimes you may need to slow yourself down. You may need to gather yourself before buckling up, getting behind that wheel and trying to get to your next destination. And it may, and just be aware that it may cause a little bit of frustration and you may need to take a little bit longer to practice your driving or to get support or to pass your tests or whatever the case may be due to the ADHD diagnosis. Does again, doesn't mean you should not drive. But what it does mean is it may add a little bit more complexity to your driving experience. So just wanted to share those quick tips. Uh, thank you to the listener who decided to reach out and share their story and ask a few questions about their dynamic. I hope that today's episode was able to help some folks who may be considering that they, uh, you know, they want to get a psych evaluation for the young person or young person might be like, Hey, something ain't quite right with me. Something may be going on. Maybe I do have ADHD or if it's yourself as a parent and caregiver, some of the things that you can do. I hope that this episode was uh, able to provide you with a little bit of support, a little bit of guidance and some clarity. And if you like this episode, I would encourage you to check out more at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or you can check me out at Jegna.org. That's J-E-G-N-A.org. Feel free to reach out like the listener did for today's episode, ask a question, share an experience, and let's grow. Let's learn together. Be well, be safe, and be healthy. And we will see you again on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. To check out previous episodes of It's Not Your Fault or to learn more about Brandon Jones, log on to SheLetaMakesMeLaugh.com. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. It's time we get back into the family business and become bus drivers. Metro Transit is looking for operators. So get on over to their hiring event on Saturday, February 4th from 9 until noon at the new North Loop Garage in Minneapolis on 8th Avenue. You can apply in person and get interviewed on the spot. And here's the best part. You can test drive one of their 40-foot Metro Transit buses. And don't worry, staff members will be on hand to help you navigate that thing. But you got this. And they've got up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus for you if you get hired. Now, all y'all know, we got kinfolk who have been Metro Transit bus drivers, either your uncle, your cousin, grandpa, somebody. And they always had extra money in their pocket because this job pays well. And they've got good benefits. It's time we get back into the family business and become drivers. So get on over to the Metro Transit bus operator hiring event on Saturday, February 4th from 9 until noon and apply for one of these positions. You don't need experience and they'll pay for your training. You can't beat that. Just make sure you bring a valid driver's license and bring a friend. The more, the merrier. For more info, just go to metrotransit.org slash drive. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details questions, 
and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being.